0: Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. Today, uh we are going to talk about traffic safety. And our guests today include Tom Nixon, Regional Coordinator with Toward Zero Deaths, and Captain Brad Bordwell from the Minnesota State Patrol. Gentlemen, welcome to Community Focus.
1: Good afternoon, and thanks for having us. Thank you.
0: Yes. Um let's start because um I know that there's been a real emphasis on cracking down on speeding in Minnesota. And uh, uh, maybe we'll start with Captain Boardwell. Captain, do I understand there will be an enhanced speed enforcement here in the Lakes area this summer?
2: Uh, That's correct. Actually, the enhanced speed enforcement is going on right now. We started January 1 of this year. And this is a statewide effort that involves us, allied agencies, Uh, It's a a campaign that does, uh, uh, through our PIOs, getting information out there that we need people to slow down.
0: We've talked about this in the past. You can drive on just about any highway in Minnesota or freeway. We know what the posted speed limit is. It seems like that's a guideline for many people.
2: Yeah, I would happen to agree with you because in in uh 2020 we saw a 94% increase in uh, uh drivers that were going over 100 miles an hour that were sighted. Wow. There was 1034 of them last year. And that's that insane. just has to stop. That's a, it's very dangerous and it's something that's not good. And in fact in uh 2021 so far this year, um just March, the week of March 5th alone, we had 28 drivers that were over 100 miles an hour sighted in the state. So the speeding is still increased. It's 84% up from uh, pre-pandemic levels, and we just need to have people slow down.
3: Okay, I'm very curious to know what these people say is their excuse for going 100 miles per hour plus. What, do, what could they possibly say? What are they saying?
2: <laughs> uh, typically, there's no excuse. They're just driving that fast. They're late for school. They're late for work. Um, we've had a few in this district that have been impaired that we've arrested going over 100 miles.
0: Oh, scary. And it's funny because it seems pre-pandemic, we didn't see that many, did we? No, we didn't. Uh, From
2: 2019, we still cited, you know, 500 or so drivers, but it was close to 100% increase for uh, 2020. And that could amount to the less traffic and... Uh, people actually thought that uh, law enforcement officers weren't stopping people because of COVID. I think that was a part of it, too. I heard that uh, myself. I didn't think you guys were stopping people anymore. Oh.
3: What in the world? Wow. Still, it's the limit. Did you see that?
0: All right. So your you're enhanced enforcement, uh, will that involve other agencies behi- besides the Minnesota State Patrol?
2: That's correct. That'll include our allied agencies, uh, such as Crow Wing County, Baxter Police, Brainerd Police, Pequot, anyone in our area is in on this. Uh, with uh, with the enhanced speed, we have extra overtime every month uh, for speed enforcement shifts. And also in our district, we're doing on-duty saturations. Where troopers are specifically going out, working a stretch of road, and then inputting those numbers in on what they got out there. So it's a uh, overall everybody is working together to try to slow people down and get them to go the speed limit again.
3: Wow, it's
1: just it's, it's kind of a tough genie to push back into the bottle because we've all become accustomed to. I think the sign says sixty with a ish after it. Sixty ish. And- It's not. Uh, The design of the road is specific to the geometry that a vehicle can carry the weight and have cross friction and all of these things that really become important when we want to anticipate what everybody else is going to do. And when you have, you know, 30 cars going 60 to maybe 62, because there's a little variation, maybe they changed tire size. They didn't know that changed their speedometer. It will if you didn't know the circumference changes the way your speedometer reads. Uh, maybe they, they just have an older vehicle that the speedometer is not as accurate as it used to be. So there's a couple mile an hour maybe give that, that we could say is that, that, that fudge. Outside of that, you're, you're, you're becoming the outlier. And, you know, if, if there's 30 cars that are going 60 and there's one car that's going 74, um, they're going to interact. It's not so much that the speed itself is, is that issue, but the speed differential becomes another issue. Mm-hmm. The same goes for someone that's driving exceptionally slow. Last year, the legislature put through the slowpoke, um, uh, bill, which really has been tough to understand for a lot of people. But if, if there's any encouragement and education on speed, the left lane should be meant for passing. And if you're, going to get around a car that's going 50 in a 60 or 65 mile an hour lane. Um, but that's the right place to do that as long as you can safely do so and road conditions uh, are conducive to it. Day like today, who knows what this afternoon uh, will maybe bring. So, you know, maybe staying your lane uh, in a lot of ways in life works well. But <laughs> speed is an important thing that we need to uh, adhere to what that sign says. And it's for everybody to predict. You know, if you're looking at a car coming towards you and you're looking to turn out, um, if they're going 80 and, and you're anticipating a 50 mile an hour vehicle, they close that gap really fast and things go bad quick. Uh, teaching young drivers how to do this is, is difficult, but we get old and lazy and we think we have it down. And then when someone changes, they don't follow that rule. and what happened is just over time we've we've gotten where that ish has become too much.
3: And I think you've said this before too. Once you go over that, Mike, you can be responsible for. I mean, you kind of then lose your rights. Explain that once you've you know gotten over the limit and maybe caused an accident.
1: You've you've loo- you've lost your um, right of way at that point. And and Captain, maybe you want to elaborate on that when you guys investigate what uh, what the findings are when you're looking for someone's. Uh, speed if uh, they're both at fault or one's more at fault than the other. Well, exactly. Uh, So we
2: have a through highway, which you're at a stop sign. You look down the road, see a vehicle. I can safely make a left turn. Uh, That vehicle's coming so fast and strikes you. Uh, With our reconstruction that we can do, we can figure out that they were going 80. Uh, That's why they struck. They lost the right-of-way. If they'd have been going the speed limit and the vehicle pulled up and accelerated at a normal acceleration, the crash would have never, never happened. So that's where we can come up and figure out what's happening with the type of crashes that are out there.
0: Tom, you mentioned that the speed limits are uh, designed for a lot of factors to keep us safe. It seems to me, too, once you start going this 80, 90, 100, uh, the safety factors that are built into your vehicle are also negated, aren't they?
1: If you look at race cars, they're not built the same as street cars. and (laughs) Good point. Um, what we what we'd encourage people to do is if you really want to know what your vehicle can do, uh, head out to BIR or get, get into the uh, North Central Speedway or change your, your hobbies to get you into a place where it's really someone cheering you on instead of, uh, well, chasing you down. And cars, <laughs> they're not. They're not intended for that speed. Uh, Although they can go a lot faster, what we really look for is uh, that those safety features are designed for highway speeds and less.
2: And another thing we have to remember, too, is, you know, the speed limit may be 60, but weather dictates uh, what we need to do. We need to drive to those conditions because even in this morning signing on, We had vehicles going off the road in the northern end of our district, and that's because there was slush and some uh, accumulation on the road. They were obviously going too fast, lost control, and went off the road. If they'd have slowed their speed down, that would have never happened. Because speed has predictable impacts on driving. It's a greater potential for loss of vehicle control. Uh, You lose your vehicle, you go in the ditch, you have a greater uh, chance you could be injured. Um, stopping distance is increased. So it makes it more difficult for you to avoid hazards in the roadway. There's many potential speed. Speed just makes everything worse when mm-hmm. something happens on the roadway.
3: Yep. And those posted speeds are posted on roads in the best conditions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Your react and your reaction time all of a sudden becomes uh, smaller, if you will. Yep, you're right. You're That's right.
3: just age, Ken. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, actually, yes, you bring up a good point. Um, as younger drivers, we haven't learned that yet. We don't know what our reaction time is or isn't. And as drivers become more seasoned, mm-hmm. uh, yes, there is some uh, fading of some of those skills. And we have to be aware of it, not to uh, not to say that the knowledge isn't there. In fact, many, many studies have looked at older drivers versus younger drivers Older drivers, by far, are safer drivers. They have all that experience. Sure, um, what they lack sometimes is the physical abilities to react to that situation as quickly. Well,
2: another thing to add to that reaction time, we have a reaction time, but it's the perception. You have to figure out what's happening ahead of you before you can actually react.
3: True, and
2: the perception time can be increased too at a at a quicker speed. You you're trying to take everything in, and. uh then it goes through.
0: <laughs> Tom, you were just, you, you were just illustrating that then it gets really complicated when uh, your perception has been um, distracted by the phone or whatever else that is in the car. It,
1: back there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it, it could be just about anything. And it's, we get lost in thought. It's easy enough just to be on the way to the grocery store and realize you've arrived. Yep. So it's, just effort to get to where you need to get to. And we know it's difficult, but it's what's expected.
0: Captain Boardwell, where, will there be other um, uh, things that you will focus on this year besides speed?
2: It'll be the same. We'll have our extra enforcement out for uh, uh, DUI enforcement. Uh, we'll have our seatbelt enforcement wave out. The same that happens, uh, we'll do some distracted driving uh, waves this year. So we'll be focusing on that speed seatbelt belt distracted, and impaired driving, uh, the four pillars that that really kill our people in the state of Minnesota.
0: I'm curious, do we have stats on uh, how Minnesota is doing with the distracted driving? I know Tess and I talk about you don't have to go very far to see someone holding that cell phone in their hand. We know that's not legal anymore, but we still see it.
2: Absolutely. Uh, The stats, I know our tickets have increased uh, since uh, it's come out, but we don't catch hardly any of what's actually out there. I drive around in my personal vehicle and every stoplight, you can look at the people next to you and somebody's going to be on the phone around you. True. They're either looking down, they're texting. Um, I see a few talking still. Talking has started to increase. I see more people with phones up to their ears, especially when I'm off duty and in my own personal vehicle. And our, our, uh, I think our fatal stats this year uh, up to date is, uh, sixty nine compared to fifty eight last year so we 're on a we 're on an upward trend of fatals. Uh, we were up last year we're up again this year, and it all relates to that speeding distracted, not wearing a seatbelt, and driving impaired that 's our main factors that cause these fatal crashes
0: what 's sad <clears throat> is that every one of those is something we can control
2: exactly we can control it we don 't need to do it. Uh, last year, 46 more people lost their lives due to speeding compared to 2019. That's 46 families that lost a loved one. And it's needless. It doesn't need to happen.
1: Wow. And typically we see that those patterns, they, they connect with other issues. Risky behavior usually is accompanied by other risky behaviors. Captain was uh, indicating there's a lot of times that those high-flying speeds are also impaired or that they're not wearing their seatbelt on top of it. Or that they're distracted. They're, all of that is, is somewhat of an acceptance of what they're, they're thinking their acceptable risk is and um, recognizing what or are not recognizing better yet, what their risk is to other drivers. Hmm. You
0: now, schools were uh, doing a lot of distance learning for a while. Now they're back in session. Uh, how are we doing on the stop arm violations?
2: Obviously an increase because <laughs> the buses are back out there again. And we do get complaints from family members, um, and we've tried to talk some. Highway 25 south of of Brainerd seems to be a spot where we're having stop-arm violations, and it's just drivers not paying attention and not stopping for the bus. Oh, scary. Well, yeah, there's kids out there. Yep. I mean, come on. You see a bus with the lights on, just stop.
0: Yeah, it's not difficult.
3: (laughs) (laughs) If you can't see that thing, you shouldn't be driving. (laughs)
0: I would agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else that, uh, your office is, uh, dismayed by? Um, oh, I mean, we've covered a lot of ground, but.
1: Well, I, I think I'd like to point out, uh, just briefly the DWI numbers we were talking about before we started here is that, uh, DWIs were down in 2020 and we have some reasons that might have happened. Uh, but what we can do is continue that trend and. Uh, do our best to, uh, offer those people, um, safe rides and plan ahead as we head into our spring season here. We're not quite to grad party season yet. Uh, but with things that come about and barbecues and, uh, those days, what we really need people to do is to think ahead for those evenings, those mornings, whatever they're doing and, uh, get ahead of those because the plan is pretty simple and the punishment's pretty stiff. So please, Think ahead, plan ahead. DWIs were down, uh, last year. And if we can continue on that trend, that would be a very positive move in the right direction.
0: One other can thing. I, I'll, I'll go, oh, go ahead, Captain.
2: Uh, I concur 100% with what Tom said. That's, that's the key.
0: Yeah. Uh, one last thing before we go. Uh, we had a 60 degree day with snow, uh, still on the sides of the roads, but the roads were clean and I saw motorcycles right away. <laughs> And we know that's been an issue the last few years, too, hasn't there? Too many fatalities.
1: Correct. Yeah, it, it, uh, they're a vulnerable road user. They do not have the uh, protective surrounding. And, um, you know, they have to own their behaviors as well. They need to know their speed and distance. Motorcycles are tough to gauge speed on for many drivers because they're a small vehicle. Um, start seeing motorcycles campaign was very difficult uh to really follow because what the issue is is people are not seeing what they're not seeing you have to be diligent on taking that second look and making certain something's not coming uh because many of those crashes are failure to negotiate a curve on motorcycles that's inexperienced they need to go out and seek that rider training this spring is a great opportunity to go get that training and have a great summer riding if you're a basic rider and uh, you've just gotten back into riding, go out and take that course again or take the advanced rider course. You get to ride your machine uh, for hours. And what they do is make sure your skills are topped off. And as drivers of vehicles, otherwise, let's just make sure they're not making mistakes. Their speed definitely factors into these incidents as well.
0: Very good. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for being here today to talk about these traffic safety issues, and we'll encourage everyone to take that personal responsibility to, uh, like you say, uh, obey those four pillars and avoid those, and we'll get to our destination safe. Absolutely.
3: Thanks, guys. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Thank you again. Our guests today, Tom Nixon, is the regional coordinator for Towards Zero Death. And we also had Captain Brad Bordwell from the Minnesota State Patrol. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. That is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs are available anytime on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com.
3: You can also listen through our free downloadable app, powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.